I learned a lot about you in the break that I don't like. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, you should have known this by, by now. First of all, let me just throw this out there. Since mm-hmm. COVID hit, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is the, the worst part. Not playing pickup games anymore. My entire life used to play. I love – there's nothing better than just going into a gym, playing some basketball, call it a day after that, hour, hour and a half, whatever the case is. Yeah, no, it's – playing basketball no, it's is the best. always fun. It's it, the best. It's, it, you never have played basketball, yeah. like you said, for an hour, yeah. 90 minutes, whatever. And, and You and one, I will never play so, on the same team together. I'm just telling why? you that right now. Why not? Funches. Is there, there's something about pickup basketball, and those who are driving around or listening on the app, they're going to understand this. I'm not saying you got to go out there and all of a sudden become – um, you know, become uh, Kevin Garnett on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. Nobody's saying that. You don't have to be Ben Wallace. You don't have to be Ben Wallace. But uh, what I don't need is I don't need that player like Trav who's pulling up every time he gets the ball, shooting a 22-footer, and, and there's a good chance it's not going in. And then on the other side, I'm not even going to play a lick of defense. I'm just trying to stay on the court because if there are 10 guys who are waiting to get on, that means we got to wait – Two more games if we lose this one. And Trav is literally the dude that's pulling up, taking every shot, and then not playing a lick of defense Travis on the other side. doesn't even want to go back to the other end. No, he's just staying on offense. Let, let me just – That's right. You're about 80% right. And he's keeping his stats, too. Games to 11, he's walking off the floor saying, well, I had four. How many did you have? <laughs> that's, that, that part's right. I had four. How many did you have? And I hit two threes. Trav – Every point is worth one. Yeah, no, but you're, you're right about that part. Here's, here's my rule for all pickup basketball. My goal from the second I step on the court is never to step below either three-point line. Never. Like, if I can just stay between the two three-point lines in the middle, I've done a successful okay, – I've, I've had a successful afternoon. I think there's many people that have that similar strategy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say I'm down in the paint. <laughs> no, I, I'm staying out there. Running and a box in one. I, I'm like, so remember that celebrity thing we did out here um, a couple that. years ago? And yeah. I was playing in that. And I made an agreement with – the. Uh, he was a uh, like in the news director, Channel 4. I don't remember what, mm-hmm. but he was, he was a guy who was a good basketball player. He could mm-hmm. really play. And we're guarding each other. And I said to him at one point – We'd gone up and down the court like twice mm-hmm. and kind of sort of playing real basketball. And I said to him, I said, hey, listen, you give me a couple, I'm going to give you a couple. And he looked at me like, right on. And w- both times we got the ball down there, the other guy couldn't have been within eight feet of the other guy like, go ahead, I told you I'd give you one. He made both of his and I missed both of mine. <laughs> it's but I, it's it was a win for me because to your point, you don't want to leave the court. I'm perfectly fine leaving the court. I just want to play like one or two games. I don't need to play five in a row. Trav is I'm fine. negotiating. I'm, I'm with you. You just got to get a couple games in, but your couple of games can't come in the span of an hour and a half. That's like they have to come. Watch me. They- <laughs> he's negotiating with the guy he's guarding. Buddy of mine, Jason Stewart, who I worked with a million years ago, had a phrase that he used to drop on me when I would say things like this. He would call it "with it," W I F T. What's in it for Travis? And that's basically what what it, what it's all about. Like, what what's what's in this for Travis? A couple of threes, great. If we lose, what do I care? I got people, by the <laughs> way, hitting me on Twitter saying, "Does Slee think Jared Goff is an elite quarterback?" <laughs> Joseph Olvera says, Travis, you talk so much about your ex. You bring him up every time you talk about the Rams. Honestly, think you worry about golf a lot because you're afraid if the season doesn't work out. Talk about the here and now and move on. I am. I'm talking about the quarterback that's here that's on an MVP path. And and I really don't think Jam Tarts, what did Jared do to Travis? (laughs) I like that. I like that one. I don't think you guys have had the same experience that I've had with this man. 
I had to go through five years of watching him do what he does. They did too. Both the winning part of it and the last two years part of it. And there are some emotional scars out of sitting there in the press box going, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, and it doesn't come out. And you said it eight weeks in a row. It gets a little frustrating. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to, I think that says Whittier and Lucas. Lucas, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I need to defend Travis on always talking trash on Goff. Goff deserves it, all right? We've been sitting here for five yes. years. Thank you, Watching Lucas. him get strip-sacked. This isn't going to help. Watching him throw awful interceptions five yards downfield when his target's 20 downfield. We've watched him overthrow and underthrow. He was holding this team back. Lucas. And Lucas, Lucas. I get to watch Stafford. Here's my question for you. Game. Here's my question yeah, for you. Yeah, go ahead. You had a bad relationship. <laughs> it didn't work out five years. For five you years, right. you had a bad relationship. And now, all of a sudden, this fantastic young lady comes along in your life and things are just going fantastic why do you give yourself the burden and the stress to talk about the bad days talk about the good days oh because i'm a bitter bad person and i want to see him suffer fun in detroit freeze your career off and i just saw him try and throw a ball and it come out the back of his hand and i laughed lucas can you and i become best friends because I, I think I think I'm, we I think we deeply understand one another that you're, you're okay. everything you just described I agree with and the answer to why is why do I do what I do is because I'm fundamentally unhappy and I'm bitter and I'm angry at what I had to understand. Thank you, Lucas. You and I were buddies exactly. for life. Hey, Lucas, Lucas, you gone or are you still there? One more question. I'm still here. Are you playing defense on the other side of the ball <laughs> in a in a pickup game where you're just trying to stay on the floor? Are you playing a little bit of D? Okay, here's the thing. I'm the worst basketball player in my group of friends, and they want to stay on the court. So I hustle on defense, and I don't take a That's single shot on offense. About. That's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm a Thank liability. You, right. Thank you, Lose Lucas. my number, Lucas. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you calling in. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I love that. That's By the, the way, Dr. If you're not, call if, in line right there. It's fantastic. If you're not a good basketball player, Lucas has it right. You just got to play defense I, and hustle. I'm not a good basketball player. I would never. No, I, I, I could see you. Here's what you but are. I'm You're a, an I'm, athlete. I'm a you got. You're coordinated. Yeah. I could hear. I could see you hitting a couple jumpers. Yeah. But if you hit two, I could see you giving up four on the other end. Oh, which, yeah. if you do the math, oh, but I'm okay. Look, I'm probably okay with, not okay with that. That's fine. As long as I make my shots, I don't care what else happens. <laughs> as long as I can make knock a couple down, where now I feel like somebody's like saw me make those. That's really all I care Only about. Only worried about getting yours, huh? Yes. Whiff it. What's in it for Travis? And the answer to that question in your scenario, Al, is a couple of threes along the way. That's what's in it for Trav. Love it. <laughs> Trav and Sleeves brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Lane Kiffin probably won't win this weekend, right? Alabama is, is a heavy favorite, and yeah. Alabama's the best team in the country. And by a pretty wide margin, it feels like at this point. Having seen Ohio State and Clemson and Oregon and all these other teams, it feels like they're kind of on a trajectory all their own. But I still do not understand this whole idea of Lane Kiffin all of a sudden going back to the top of the list of USC. Here's another one. Here's David Pollock, ESPN College Football Analyst David Pollock, talking about what a brilliant offensive mind he is. Lane Kiffin's one of the best offensive minds in all of college football. And if you're asking me to pick one guy, he's probably the best. Look at what he's done for Alabama. He completely changed Nick Saban's direction offensively, his philosophy, how he was going to call plays, how he evolved. Like, that literally is because of Lane Kiffin coming in there. So it shows you how great of a thinker he is, how great of an offensive mind. And I think he's showing you maturity. So if I was making decisions, I would definitely continue to monitor. Can he continue to, to keep his head on straight? Can he continue to be disciplined, run a tight ship, and not let guys 
do whatever they want, make, make sure they're held accountable, make sure he's a great leader. And I think he can earn that respect back and back. But there's no doubt about it when you talk about offensive play caller. The dude's elite. I mean, he's, he's the best of the best. Okay. That actually is the perfect soundbite because it explains exactly why he's not the right guy for the job. Well, he says offensively, and then he has 39 things after that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He said he's a brilliant offensive mind. Okay, I, let's stipulate that he is. By all accounts, Lane Kiffin seems to understand offensive football. Great. Does that make him a guy that knows how to build a program? Does that make him a guy that understands what you need to do to take it from where it is to where it wants to be? No. What did he follow all of that up with? Well, as long as he continues to be disciplined, as long as he continues to run a tight ship, as long as he all of the things that he has not proven that he's been able to do anywhere – right that it's can he coach offense yes when you're hiring a head coach that's one of the things you'd like mm-hmm. to have but it's not the list the list has 15 more things on it so I, I think this is what's happening I think there's I think they're trying to bring hype obviously to this game Ole Miss in Alabama um Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban I, I think it makes for a great conversation coming up this Saturday I don't think there's going to be much of a conversation after this Saturday I think there there really is this hype and, and uh, I'll tell you what I mean here if Lane Kiffin's going to be considered for USC's job you, you were talking about this yesterday you don't beat Alabama and all of a sudden it's your job now uh if there's any predicament that you could place or that you can put out there if you win one game, it's beating the you know the the biggest, the baddest. It's Alabama. We just see what he does this year in the SEC. If 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 Lane Kiffin goes nine and three in the SEC, let's say they lose to Alabama um, tomorrow, mm-hmm. but he goes nine and three in the SEC. It's a good year. That's a really good year, and you've shown sustainability. It's not three non-conference games that you've had so far. If you're USC, you've already pretty much made the decision that you're going to play out the rest of the season without hiring a coach, which I think is the right thing to do. This season's already a wash. Mm-hmm. Make the right decision when it's all said and done. Let the dust settle. If Lane Kiffin is really in consideration, you can't make a decision on Lane Kiffin based off this. Let him get a full season in the SEC. It's a full, you know, it's actually what they played last year. I think only played a handful of games, a handful of games whatever yeah. it was. And then see where he is. And then you could see what some of these other coaches are doing out there. And, and by the way, Trav, if he beats Alabama tomorrow, or he goes nine and three, or ten and two in the uh, in the SEC, I don't know if you lo- you leave where you're That's at. The, the, so it's kind I don't know of if you're James 22. Franklin. I don't know if you leave where you're at if you're in the college football playoff for Penn State or I, I, Oregon or so forth. I think you want somebody that can build a program. If he has a successful season in the SEC, then especially at a team that is tra- traditionally not a powerhouse in the sure, SEC, this sure. isn't. Auburn. Florida or Georgia or Auburn or or Alabama. You know, this is Ole Miss, who's, you know, once in a while they'll be okay, but they're not a traditional power. Yep. So if he can make them good, okay, I'm 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 looking. But I'm gonna need to see if they're actually good or they had a good season. There's a huge difference between those two things. Guys have good seasons every once in a while. You get the right quarterback in the right spot, he can make a program look a lot better than it actually is. What if he beats Alabama, but it's just a weird game where some guy has the day of his life, but they go seven and six in the SEC, but he beat Alabama. It's like, no, it's kind of the same program it's always been. I want somebody. But a lot of programs are okay with that. You know, like what you just some, described, some are, you get you get that, and that's probably the best way to put it. Some are, USC should not. I, I think the biggest question USC has about their football program right now is, 
is it as attractive a job as they think it is to people who are not from here or around here or have been exposed to it? Lane, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin obviously has been exposed to yeah. it, so I think he understands what comes along with it. But you know, one of the names that you keep hearing brought up, James Franklin, you hear Bill O'Brien's name brought mm-hmm. up along the way. Okay, is Penn, Penn State is you can make a very compelling case that Penn State's a better job than USC, and he's already there. And he's already having success. And he's already got his machinery in place to continue the sure. success that he's sure. built already. Whereas opposed to go start at zero all over again, why would I want to do that? It's a fair argument. And I've always said this. For certain guys, there's somebody out there that wants the SC job. There's somebody out there who wants it, right? Of like course. there's somebody out there that says, believes in it, wants to kind of grind every single day, wants to start from scratch. There's somebody out there. But then I think there's other coaches that are having a tremendous amount of success with another university, another program. And Trev, maybe they don't care about the Hollywood and the spotlight and the they can be king in the in in the city that they're in and the university that they're in and be completely content with it. Yeah, some people and they're winning want to live in Oxford, Mississippi. Other people want to live in Los Angeles. And and I I mean I don't think that's a hard decision, but that's me. You know, maybe you like that. I don't know why you would, I, I, but I think, okay. <laughs> I think for Lane, when we're talking about Lane specifically, I think he's continuing to try to build a resume so he can end up somewhere else. Well, he's he's the ultimate job hopper. Mm-hmm. I mean, has he been in any place longer than five minutes? It just seems that the second he gets somewhere, he's a candidate for a different job. The second he shows up a place, well, hey, you know who would be really good at this place? Well, Lane Kelly, he just got here. He was at Tennessee for, what, an hour and a half? <laughs> that he was down the road. It just it, his resume it, always on ZipRecruiter. It always. does not feel like he's the guy that's going to stick around for a long time. I'd head in another direction. I, is this just becoming a thing that we do? That you talk to LeBron James? Is this just how it goes? Uh, you know, listen. <laughs> we did get a chance to hear from Bron yesterday, and uh, you know, Trav. Unfortunately, he didn't bring you up. You were not brought up in the conversation. I thought it was something he would initiate, but he did not initiate it. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to have to listen to it for myself because I have a feeling you probably didn't listen for what wasn't said, and I'll, I'm here to fix that. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So you and LeBron just you know hang out on Tuesday, and then you guys reconnect on Thursday. This is just the way, this is the week that you're having. Yeah, just kind of one of those things where it's like again. <laughs> LeBron, we literally just talked a couple days ago. Dude, stop texting me. I'm trying to eat dinner. All these other reporters, you don't want to get a question from them. <laughs> so yesterday, yeah, that's probably not how it goes. No, probably, probably not. not. Probably not. Yeah. But you, you did get a chance to talk to him yesterday. Yeah. They, so this is kind of the great thing, and I, I think some of the stuff with our show, Trav, some of the practices fall right in the middle of our show, and then occasionally we'll have, we'll, we'll have some that are after our show. Um. So one of the things that I think I have some curiosity on is we, we were talking about this when we connected on Tuesday for media day. How does kind of just think about LeBron James big picture? What's yeah. he doing in the 19th training camp that he's gone through? What's kind of the goals? What's the difference? So that was one of the questions I wanted to hit on. Hey, LeBron, um, just curious. Uh, I know there's probably a number of goals before you get to the season starting. There's specific one or two that you key on specifically for yourself this stage of your career between now and, and when the uh, regular season starts. Uh, getting my win, um, that's one, and then getting my rhythm. Um, how long is still doing that? So, you know, obviously, talk with the coach, uh, with Coach Vogue, we'll talk with Mike Mancius and, co- and the training staff on, you know, how, many, how we, you know, balance out the preseason, things of that nature, where I can. 
get some rest, but also at the same time get in rhythm, get my uh, get my wind too. So, uh, but my wind and my rhythm is uh, is most important for me. I think very, very similar to my pickup games. I, I Those are my two priorities. Every pickup game. At the very beginning of that answer, if mm-hmm. you listen very carefully, you hear him say, "Where's Trav? Mm-hmm. Where's Trav?" And getting my wind. You know, just making sure that I got my legs underneath me for the regular season. Well, um, on, on the Zoom, because um, we're, we're looking at each other, he, without, like, while I was asking the question, he'd go, where's Trav? <laughs> just yeah, pantomime, where, right? Where's Trav? Where's Trav there? Where's he doing? There. I loved what he was talking about, how the energy in the building is different and how after the first the couple facility, of practices, practices yeah. uh, th- these first two feel different than last year. And, you know, when I heard him say that, and going back to media day when we were talking with all these guys, and I, I think you, you said it, this is the third season that is you know officially started with the preseason, and it hasn't even been a calendar year mm-hmm. since the Lakers won that title. I don't know if we ever gave last season and the 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 just the weirdness of the entire schedule that they finished in October and then they turned around and started a new season in December and it was compacted in a certain way and all of a sudden the playoffs are starting again. Just the the incredible ask of the body for that season, I didn't give it nearly enough respect last year. It was, hey, these guys need to get healthy, they need to get going. They need. When you look back at it with a little bit of time and a little bit of distance, it's that is an incredible ask that they were out early, that Miami was out early, that Denver was out early, that the Celtics were out early, that everybody that went deep were knocked out or didn't make it. It's not a surprise. It was an incredibly difficult ask of those guys. I think um, even getting a chance to hear a lot of these guys, specifically LeBron and Anthony Davis, talk about it. They talked about it on media day where it was it's kind of one of those things, Trav. It's like the perspective of we – just jumped right back. There was no um, excitement, you could say, coming. It was almost like they were already tired before the season, mentally kind of drained, and then the season's about to start again. You're right. Mentally and physically, like both of them together is just a one-two that is – it's such a huge ask. And I I think we didn't pay that much attention to it. It was, well, come on, no excuses. I mean, how many times – you got the old-school people too. And, and, you know, without – kind of specifically talking about individuals, but you got a lot of people also running their mouth saying, oh, come on, no excuses. Yeah. You know, Lakers, you know, you had 70 days off, it doesn't matter. Do you know what what, what it used to be like? You know what sports used to be like? I think there's, there's that kind of mentality from people, so you kind of start running with that. I think last season they got a free pass, right? Fair to say. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, um, at least for me, I knew while the season was going on, listen, if they don't win at all, it was freaking six, seven months ago that they won a championship. Obviously, if they don't win it, it's not because they got outplayed or they the talent wasn't there. It was because of injuries. I don't know how you felt about that, but I always felt like last year, um, if they didn't win, there was kind of a, okay, it's okay. I There's understand. an escape hatch. There was an escape hatch. Yeah, and and by the way, I when you were saying you know no excuses, no excuses, oh, okay, I, I hear that, but me at least, <clears throat> excuse me, is – I think there's a huge difference between an excuse and an explanation. An an excuse is you you should have won it, but you're trying to find reasons as to why it didn't go the way that you wanted. An explanation is a a, a way of thinking that the reason we didn't win it, it's not because we didn't do something, it's that it couldn't be done. It's that there there was no path that we didn't go down, it was that there was no path. 
There was no. There's no way to have the. Go, let's go back to the, what would that be? The 2019 season, the COVID, the COVID season. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Right. Season starts normally. You're going along, and then just that. The, literally in one day, the hammer drops. Mm-hmm. Season's over, and then everybody goes home for a couple of months, and they say, "Okay, um, everybody go to Disney World." We're going to play the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. in a ballroom with no fans. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're going to do And by the way, you can't leave your room in your <laughs> Okay, that's what we're going to do. All right. And they went and they did it and they win the championship. And then we're going to give you about 5 minutes off and then we're going to start another season. Well, the basketball's hard. It's physically demanding. And to ask that it's not an excuse, it's an explanation because it wasn't just the Lakers. It was everybody like I mentioned a minute ago. Here's what's so exciting. None of that is in play right now. That now, this season, you need to do it. You need to go and win the championship because there won't be an explanation that makes perfect sense like that. If you don't win, it's because something went really wrong. It's because the pieces didn't fit. It's because you had some weird injuries that people weren't able to come back from. It's because guys just played really below expectation. This season, I think that's what I'm hearing from LeBron. I think that's what we heard from AD and Carmelo and all these. Look, we've got all these pieces. There is, we're rested, we're healthy, we're ready to go. Let's get it done. Other teams actually now will have more of an excuse. So Lakers were out in the first round. Phoenix made it to the finals. Bucks made it to the finals. Uh, obviously won the championship. Utah went deep. Clippers went deep. There are a few teams that um, Lakers got in a, a significant. Their offseason started significantly earlier than most of these other teams, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, you, you kind of bring that up because walking into this season, listen. Nobody is nobody's going to give the Lakers a free pass like they might have done last season. But I think it's not about the fans. The, the squad's not going to get – Palenka's not looking for a free pass. Genie's not looking for a free pass. LeBron and AD, are, nobody's looking for a free pass. They'll be ready this year. So the first preseason game is Sunday. Yeah. 88? 88 games starting on 88 Sunday. 88 starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do we know anything Monday morning that we didn't know right now? Is, is there something that's coming up Sunday night against the Nets, Sunday afternoon, I should say, against the Nets that, oh, wow, look at that, or, uh-oh, it just, this feels to me like a glorified, you know, practice slash scrimmage, plat- we're still getting to know each other first day of school kind of situation. You know, Vogel said that in the uh, first four preseason games, they're going to try a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. They might even use that fifth or sixth one to still kind of tinker with, should we go with this starting lineup or that starting lineup? So I think you're going to see stuff. I think it will be kind of cool to see Russ playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis, um, who the Lakers bring off the bench. I, I think we'll get a chance to see a little bit, but it's not like the NFL where they're not going to play these guys. Right. Right. Where you but they're were, not going to play much, I don't think, either. They're not going to play much, but even if you played a quarter to a half, you get to see some stuff. And I think for the Lakers, because a lot of this team is so new and so different, they actually will use part of this preseason, I think, to answer some questions. I, I, but what, what are the answers to the questions, I guess? And Travis Lee's brought you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. That let's say, And I'm just making stuff up out of thin air. Let's say Carmelo Anthony goes out there and doesn't miss a shot. He's mm-hmm. making 80% or you know, something crazy. Just He looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Does that answer any questions for when the games actually really start? Or Russell Westbrook's just tearing through no, guys? No, but I think they're. I I don't think the starting lineup is locked. So I think you'll answer questions about that. I think um, there's going to be certain guys that play better together than another lineup. I think that's going to be kind of answered over the first couple of games. So I, I think to answer your question, 
you could still get answers. It's not going to be, oh, Carmelo looks good in October. This is going to change everything. But it could be Carmelo works really well with Russ but doesn't work as well with Rondo. Just using that as an example. Yeah, right? I, there's nothing that's coming out of Sunday that's going to swing me. I, I think the Lakers are going to be really good, mm-hmm. but what I need to see cannot be simulated. You know what I mean? You you cannot simulate yeah. an an end of game high stress. We're we're really trying to yeah. win. I know everybody wants to win, but there's a difference between I'd like to win and I have to win, and simulating the dynamics of that with all the psychology that comes with weeks and weeks leading yeah. up to those moments. Eight seven seven seventeen ESPN is Sunday's game a must win for the Lakers <laughs> versus the Brooklyn Nets preseason game number one. We're taking your calls until one. <laughs> It's it's kind of, this is I'm really asking. Hey, let me, yeah. hey Alan, uh, it's Travis from Laguna Niguel, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, is Kyrie going to play this weekend? Is he is he even showing up? I'm I'm genuinely asking. I have no idea. Yeah, do the I have Nets. No idea. By, by the way, can I can I say this on that one topic about Kyrie? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how some of this stuff's going to play out, but Kyrie and Andrew Wiggins, one representing Brooklyn, one representing the Golden State Warriors. Even if those two guys don't stay on that team. Let's say they get traded or something along those lines. The value that you're going to get back is going to be significant different because of the circumstance that's playing out. I've said this before. I think the Warriors could pose the biggest threat to the Lakers in the Western Conference. By that. And this is because if they make some type of a deal, they use Wiggins in a package. Brooklyn is the favorites to win an NBA championship. You take Kyrie off or you take Andrew Wiggins off, there is some significance to both of those players and how that affects the Lakers this upcoming year. Interesting to see how both of those play out. If he doesn't play home games or games where there's a vaccine mandate, and I mean, their chances go from they're the heavy favorites in the East to who the hell knows. They're still good. You still got Kevin Durant and James Harden. You're still here, a good here's team, a, here's but that's a, difference. a game changer. Here's, here's and that's a, a huge advantage for the Lakers and everybody else, really. Here's the difference with Kyrie. If James Harden and Kevin Durant are running that squad, by the way, they got a lot of really, really good sure players. Do. Sure they do. Lakers went out and got Westbrook because they felt like they need a third superstar because of the Brooklyn Nets. So it, they might be fine in the Eastern Conference nine out of ten nights. They're not fine against the Los Angeles Lakers if they were in the NBA Finals against each other. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next, and it's a very important question, Al. Do you chit-chat with the Uber driver? It's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I'm going to have a little Raider and Chargers conversation. You told me a story during the break, Al, about when uh, you would go to Chargers games Back down in, in San Diego. Uh, I think we might get a little of that at this, SoFi on Monday night. Let me, let me say this, and I know we got Monday. We'll spend a little bit more time on this as well. This is a hyped-up game. Mm-hmm. You know, Chargers having that win against Kansas City, they're 2-1. and one. They could have easily won their first game of the season as well, uh, kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, with some penalties. Raiders are sitting at 3-0. This is a game at SoFi. They, we've been talking about Raider fans. What is a Charger-Raider game going to look like at SoFi once that stadium is built? And Derek Carr had some comments on that. We'll do that uh, coming up here at 1145. Yep, 11.45. But first, Factor Cap. I hate in that uh, no, promo. Yeah, I, I hate <laughs> in the promo where you said, well, first of all, it's not a fact or cap. I can't do anything about that, Funches. <laughs> what do we got over there, Emily? All right. Uh, you talk to your Uber driver. Alan, is this fact or cap? All right, it's cap. I don't initiate. So that's this is the key here. I don't initiate. Also kind of depends. Am I kind of stressed out? I'm going somewhere, going to the airport, something along those lines. 
I don't know if I'm going to get the full conversation. And by the way, there's a lot of Uber drivers that, listen, I'm picking up a stranger. I'm driving around all day. I got eight hours in this freaking car. Let me meet a couple people I've never met before, have a little bit of a conversation, and then you go on your way, I go on my way. I won't initiate the conversation. If they want to talk, I'm going to talk. I'm not going to be like Travis who can sit next to somebody on an airplane for 14 hours and never have any conversation with a person. I can do that. Now, it's cap, but I, I'm a lot like you in the situation. If the driver is going to ignore him? Drive, if, if he's saying, you know, hey, you having a good day today? Yeah, I'm going to respond. Mm-hmm. I might hit him back with, yeah, not too bad. How long you been on the road today? I mean, we may, we may have a little chit-chat like that. That's right? different. That's a you're you're presenting an opportunity for him to come. I, like if you throw a question back, at I am him. And, and I will. I will. I, my go to Uber question always is how long you been on the road today. In other words, you're just getting started at the end of the day, middle. It's just it's a throwaway quick little What's the horsepower on this thing. <laughs> but the response is everything. This is where you make your decision. Okay. The response is, yeah, you know, just getting started. Perfect. Then we can chit-chat a little bit. But if you start in with what you had for breakfast and what's going on next, and then I am very quickly faking the phone Middle call. Middle of a divorce right, right. now. Can you per- review some example. of these uh, papers? How about that politician that I hate? You know, once we start with that, yeah. I am very quickly faking the phone call. Up, oh, sorry. Got to get on the f- And then we're done. And I'm going to fake a phone call. Even if it's a 45-minute ride to the airport, you I'm showed having a me, one-sided fake conversation. You showed me your phone as in it's something that we wouldn't recognize what it is. No, picking it up, ready to go, fake conversation the entire way. But if it's just normal little chit-chat, if you want to talk about if he's got maybe he's got a little Dodger thing on his dashboard, we'll talk about the Dodgers. But the second you tell me about your life, we're done. I also feel like there's a big difference between like the morning Uber ride to the airport and then the coming home from a night out. Yeah, those poor. There's your little. There's a little mm. chatty the, when you're coming home from the, the night out. The late night like. Uber driver is the quiet one. They're they're just they trying to get ma- the hell out. They're of there. trying to make some money. They're they're hustling. They're working they got hard. Idiots. They're picking up yeah. left and right. Yeah. Uber drivers, hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. Do you want conversation or do you want to sit there quietly? Next one, Emily. All right, next one. If your team is eliminated from the playoffs, you will always pick another team to root for. Travis, is this factor cap? Okay, the question is very important. I want to be specific about what you said. There will always be a team that I choose to root for is cap. I will always pick someone to root against. Once my team is out, I'm going to pick somebody that I hope that they lose. For instance, last night during Thursday Night Football, I had a great time. A, really good game, and I can't even begin to express how much I enjoyed watching Urban Meyer lose. It was glorious. I loved every single second of watching him suffer. A lot of Urban Meyer um, hate from not just you, a lot of people. I I think I mentioned Ben Lyons put out a tweet that it was like every time he loses, it's (laughs) – Chicken noodle soup for his soul or something like that. Ben's right. There's just something about picking somebody to root against. Rooting for somebody that's not your team feels very hollow. Mm -hmm. I got my team. I want them to win. I can't just jump on somebody else, but I can root against your guys. I I can do that. I disagree with that. I'll kind of explain where I'm coming from here. If the Clippers are still in the playoffs, I don't have to express to you that I want the Clippers to lose. Right? Right. If there's certain teams that I don't want to win, yeah, I'll root against them. Easy to root against the Celtics. Easy to root against a clipper. It, it, all that stuff's easy. Chris Paul. Okay. Individual. <laughs> sure. But I also Urban will Meyer. jump on I'll jump on a story. So if there's a if there's a, a market or a city that hasn't won in oh, 50 years. Oh, I want them years, to suffer more. 
No, no, no. Oh, no. yeah. You want you, you wanted want, Braun to lose with Cleveland? Not with not LeBron because I love LeBron, but I did not want the Cubs to win the World Series. Oh, I didn't, definitely. I did not the want the Red Sox easy, to win the World those, Series. Those are easy. I, I fall into those storylines, so <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I will. I will I, randomly root for just. I, I, I remember this. I'll never forget the Super Bowl. Remember when the Cardinals were playing Pittsburgh? Sure. And uh, Roethlisberger, this is Kurt Warner's year, to right? San Antonio Holmes in the Just corner the of the end zone. Just the stupidest, most unbelievable. I was scarred as if, like, I, I grew up in Glendale. <laughs> I grew up in Glendale, Arizona. Flagstaff, was that That's the last great. one? That's great. All right. You get irrationally mad when there is traffic for no reason. Travis, is this factor cap? <laughs> That's uh, cap. I grew up in L.A. I've lived here almost my entire life. Traffic for no reason is just the purchase price of living here. If, if you get irrationally angry over that, you're not going to make it very long. It, it sucks. I don't like it. But traffic in Los Angeles, yep, this is Wednesday. This is how it goes. It's fact. And I'll tell you why. Funches, you probably feel the same exact way. I almost like I've become an investigative reporter <laughs> on the freeway. Like, why am I trying to look over the car in front of me? Like, what's going on over there? You know? And, 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 and then by the time, and then by the time, like I get to what is actually happening, maybe there's a car on the road or whatever. Now I'm slowing down and trying to look. Okay, could we have avoided this? Could you have pulled over a little bit more to the right? Now look, it's but I get it when there's a, but there's just too many people in too small of a space. You but can't, why? Why it, am not I? Not everybody can go at the same. Why place. am I trying to look over a Ford F one fifty? Like there's some you know. <laughs> Something's going on over there. Somebody's doing this on purpose. I, I, I resigned. There's enough things that make me irrationally angry. I've decided to let the traffic go. All right. Last one we have here, and this is because we're all looking forward to the Tom Brady going back to the Patriots this weekend. But you guys could do the Tom Brady diet for a year. And let me tell you what some of the Tom Brady stuff is. So he doesn't eat tomatoes. He doesn't do white sugar. No white flour. No MSG. No coffee, no dairy. So could you do that for a year? Just because? Uh, yeah. I mean, I could. Here's I wouldn't want to. <laughs> Th- this is this is how we can do it, okay? We can do it if we walked home and there's a chef sitting there waiting for us and he's preparing all the food or she's preparing all the It needs to be – to do something like that, that discipline – great point. Everything has to be laid out for you because if point. I'm walking if I'm walking home after this show and it's 1.30 and I'm starving, I want to eat. <laughs> There's I'm, McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not thinking about any of the stuff that she just mentioned. But if I knew I'm walking home and somebody's sitting there saying, you don't got to worry about it, just pull up, which is what Tom Brady's doing – and this food's here. I think I could. I think I could survive. Yeah, I, I could do anything for a short period of time. And a year a is year? a relatively short. Yeah, it's I think a year. That's a short man. period of time. Sure, sure. In the grand scheme of things, I do. I, I really. If you, can you go to the gym four days a week for a year? If I wanted to, yeah. I just don't. But want what to is do if it. I wanted to? I don't have any interest in that. If you're, if you, you know what I mean. I'm not Honestly. asking you to go travel the world. I'm just saying, would you kind of keep physical activity for a year, four days a week? Sure. If you wanted to do it, you yeah, could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it but, then. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I like McDonald's. I like I like going over there and sitting on the couch for nine hours a day. These are important things to me. Do we have another one, Emily? That's it. That's the last right, one. There you go. All right. So this is important. We have Uber driver responses. They're weighing in on whether or not uh, that we should chit-chat them up, whether or not they want to chit-chat. We're going to take some of those calls. And plus, Al, you need to tell your uh, Raider parking story yeah. at Qualcomm. This is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
another member of the uh, impending Super Bowl halftime show. Right? Yeah. I think so. No, it's Eminem. Okay. You know this. I, I, I did know this one. There aren't many I know. I know this one. It actually will be a fantastic show. I think it's a little different than what they've – I mean, I, I can't even remember off the top of my head all the different – who's the last artist? It was, it was – uh, who was it? This was it J-Lo? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I like that one. This past Super Bowl? Oh, The weekend. The weekend. The that's was who it was. Through. Yeah, that's – whereas all the mirrors and everything else. And it's funny and how we already forgot. Yeah, I know. I know. That That's – you just said it. This is why every time this comes out, it's like, yeah, cool. Because as they're clearing the stage – as the teams are coming out to start the third quarter, we've already forgotten who did it. There, there are a few exceptions that were like Prince killed it. Everybody remembers Prince and Michael Jackson when he did it a million years ago. You remember that, but most of these are Janet Jackson, imminently Janet Jackson for Justin. different reasons. Yep. Yeah, I, look, I, all the artists that they had, I'm mm -hmm. cool, but this will be Anthony. Will be like the rest of them. Anthony on Twitter. What I do when I'm in a lift, I already come in pretending I'm on the phone headphones in so that they know I'm kind of busy. It's a smooth ride after that. That's a good plan. I like that. I like that. Here's my favorite tweet of the Great day execution. so far. Trav can do the Brady diet for a year. Easy. But can Brady do the Trav diet for a year? No, He'd he probably can't. die. No, he can't. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> I like that a lot. Never looked at it from that perspective. No, I hadn't either. That's pretty good. Those all come in on the uh, Dr. Pepper Twitter feed along the way. So, Raiders and Chargers, SoFi Stadium, Monday Night Football coming up uh, in a few days. Raiders, 75% of the crowd. Derek Carr was talking about it the other day. He said, look, this is this is a home game for us. Here, here, here he is. Take a listen to this. In my past, uh, you know, before playing in SoFi last year with no fans, um, you know, whether it was in Los Angeles at that soccer stadium or in Qualcomm in San Diego, it was another home game. We always, like, you always looked at it as another home game, and that's, no disrespect, it's just a fact, you know, and, you know, the way you practice, the way you meet, you know, like it felt like a home game. And uh, I, I fully expect Raider Nation to, you know, take over the majority of the stadium again. They usually do um, in my time. Before I was here, that's what everyone would talk about. Hey, you know, Seawood would say, hey, when we go down there, it's another home game, you know, and, 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 I, and I fully expect that this time, you know, hopefully they're not out there not letting Raider fans in, you know, but uh, if they let them in, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it'll be another home game feel for us. That soccer stadium that they played in that, am I the only one that just that hit hard on stub up center <laughs> that dignity, that, health, whatever it was, but yeah. that he didn't call it that he goes in what there's called that soccer stadium. They played so incredibly disrespectful. I like it a lot. No, it was, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I try to, I'm trying to, you know, fully comprehend Derek Carr. He's not, he's not saying anything inaccurate. No. So, and I think it is disrespectful. But I don't think he's trying to be disrespectful. Disrespectful in the sense that it's the best kind of disrespectful because it's perfectly accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> yeah. So that that's kind of the issue with it uh -huh. is, and I don't think much is going to change. And and you know, if you're the Chargers going into that game on Monday night, you're not expecting anything different. You're expecting oh. that 75 percent of the fan base is going to be Raider fans. <laughs> This is one of my favorite mm -hmm. pro-Charger tweets in quite some time. Like we're talking about, 75% Raiders. Raider yeah, fans are yeah. tweeting and calling and mm -hmm. calling out the, the soccer stadium. This is from Ye Herbert Tucker. So the Raiders have been playing an extra home game every year, and they still have one playoff appearance in 19 years? <laughs> That's perfect. That's pretty good. That's how you do that. Okay, so back in the days um, when the properly named San Diego Chargers were down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, you're going to play the Raiders every single year. You're going to have one of those games. And I'm trying to think here. The one thing I can't remember, it might have been when the Chargers were good and the Raiders weren't, or maybe both teams were okay. I don't think it was the Rich Gannon days. It might have been more like the LT days, right? Okay. The Danny Thompson. Uh, might have been LT and Drew Brees at that time. So I remember I'd go down to games, and one specific year, um, I go to the Charger Raider game, and I'm wearing a Chargers jacket, and I'm in my you know my uh, my truck with a buddy of mine, and we're just looking for parking, right? Qualcomm Stadium. It's kind of a zoo of where you're going to park. Is. I remember turning and like I turned into a section, and it was just all Raider fans. <laughs> And I got a dude stop the truck. He's like, yeah, yeah, stop right here. Stop right here. I'm like. Like a parking attendant. No. I got some guy that is probably 28 years old and is all head to toe in Raider gear <laughs> stopping me as if he is a parking attendant. And he pulls up, you know, close to my window. I put the window down. I think I, I think the, the truck I had I rolled the window down, right? <laughs> you have to go crank. Yeah, just a little crank there. <laughs> And, uh, like, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, like I'm telling the guy, like, I'm just looking for parking. <laughs> You're explaining yourself. I'm, I'm trying to explain myself to him. And he just looked at me and he goes, no, 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 no. Raider fans here only. <laughs> so I have I have a couple options here of what to do, right? I have a couple options. One option is, uh, listen, man. This, do you work here? This parking lot is for anybody. You're not going to tell me where I'm going to park. By the way, this is San Diego. Yeah. The other option was, um, I'm just going to U-turn. Just If you can help me just a little bit back up here, just make sure nobody's behind me. And I'm going to go ahead and completely go around to the other side, the most inconvenient way in, in traffic to get to the Mission other Bay. side. <laughs> I took option number two. I took option number two. I thought it was a really good executive decision. Thank you, sir. I, I didn't know. I thought that this was uh, – apologies for making you get off of your chair. I go back to your, uh, your yep. beer and yep. your hot dogs and mm – -hmm. Have a nice afternoon. <laughs> By the way, I I paid to come into the lot. Do I need to pay you yeah. for anything? Uh, Just let me know, and then I'll be on my way. Yeah, it, it's those games are have a very different. I've been to a bunch of Charger games, you know, before they moved up here down in San Diego, yeah. and the Raider ones are always different. <laughs> the, the Raider ones bring a totally different. They're, the Raider fans show up. Mm -hmm. They represent. By the way, there are a lot of Charger fans would show up and represent. Entirely invested back in the day. Oh, mm -hmm. for, no, no, the Chargers in San Diego were. A, a real team with real fans. This is this is almost unprecedented because the Chargers are pretty good, right? I don't think anybody looks at the Chargers. Oh, they're not very. They're they're pretty good, but they're not the top team in town. They're not the second team in town. Maybe not the no, third or fourth team in they're, town. They're really genuinely it's just are an a bizarre. You, you know what's going to happen? Circumstance. You know what's going to happen with a lot of these Charger games? A lot of these Charger games. Part of this is the fascination with the new stadium. Right, people want to go see SoFi, so maybe they're not going to go pay that ticket to go see the Rams play, but they'll go pay the ticket to go see the Chargers play. And I think there's a lot of people that will end up going to these NFL games specifically because the Chargers are playing the Broncos or they're playing mm -hmm. the Chiefs. It, that's that's what it's going to end up being. They got to win. You know, it, it, it sounds. I don't even know if that's it, good enough. Nope, you got to win, and you got to win for a long time. And you got to have franchise type of players where people for it's sure must watch and by the way you they know, got one marco far was saying it yesterday justin herbert might be one no, of those no, players he, he absolutely feels like one of those players he's a very talented guy who seems to have the knack right he mm -hmm. he there's 
I keep going back to this, and because it's the Chargers. I swear you, if you bring up golf again. It's I not a golf swear. thing. It's not a Hold on. Let me think if I can really make it about golf. <laughs> yes, I can. There you go. Okay, here's the oh, deal. shocker. When Tyrod Taylor had his lung punctured by the team doctor, that happened, mm-hmm. as insane as that is to say mm-hmm. out loud. Mm-hmm. When Tyrod Taylor, the starting quarterback of the team, had his lung punctured by the team doctor, and they said, hey, Herbie, you're up. He went out there and performed really well. And it wasn't just that he threw a bunch of touchdowns and didn't throw a bunch of interceptions. It was that – No, he looks like he, you, looks you, like you, he belongs. You dropped him out there, and it's like, how long has this guy been in the league? Mm-hmm. A day? No, no, no. He looked like he'd been there 10 years. He looked entirely comfortable. A couple of rookie mistakes, but there was no big eyes. There was no – oh, I didn't even see what was happening on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that guy coming to take my head off. There was none of that. And, and since I really wasn't going to do it, but since you brought it up, it's actually the perfect example that Jared Goff played the final seven games of his rookie year. So that means he was in the league for nine games watching. Okay. He'd right. been there for right. nine games watching mm-hmm. the, and when he went in there, it looked like he'd never played football before. He, he, he wasn't seeing the field. Mm-hmm. Guys were coming in and smoking him because mm-hmm. he didn't feel what was happening around him. I'll never forget Thursday night football up in Seattle where he's running down the left side near the goal line. He'd already picked up the first down. It's like three yards before he gets the end zone, but it ain't going to happen. There's a bunch of traffic right there. It's time to get out of bounds, mm-hmm. get on to the next play. He doesn't, and Richard Sherman nearly kills him. He, he hits him so hard that you're thinking, I don't think he's ever going to play football again. And he just didn't get it. He just was out there, and it was a mess, like most rookie quarterbacks. Sure, but it was sure. a, a big mess. None of that with Herbert. Herbert was really, really polished. And if that's where you're starting, he had a drive he's last week at KC after Kansas City took the lead. Um, in Kansas City that that led to a touchdown. So I, I think there's something to what you're saying. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm really looking forward to that Chargers-Raiders game. I actually think that's going to be one of the better games this weekend. And, uh, you know, I know it's on Monday, but – There are three, really four, yeah. really. You've got the Charger-Raiders. You've yep. got the Cardinals and the Rams. San which, Francisco. San Francisco and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Tom Brady going back to New yeah. England. There, there are four games that are really kind of must-see this week. That game last night was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, on paper, is there anything you want to see less than Jacksonville and Cincinnati? And it was awesome. Yeah, Funches <laughs> had 20K on that game. 20K. <laughs> Guy <laughs> saw the Godfather. He's running his own. <laughs> He's running numbers. He's, he's keeping running the numbers. He's running right. numbers. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. All right, so the Dodgers have yeah. three games left, and I've been watching them for 159 games out, and I am just completely lost as to what's going to happen over the next three days, over the next five days, or maybe over the next couple of weeks. I just don't know what's coming up. By the way, I I know we have, you know, as important as key as a game that's going to be coming up. If the Dodgers don't win the division, they don't play that 163rd game. Their actual wild card game would be on Wednesday against St. Louis. If things don't go well, there are a lot of free agents that are going to be available for the Dodgers this upcoming season. So I think that's uh, uh, something else that we want to hit on. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. All right. What if you could put the same type of rigor that pro leagues use for players into your hiring practices? Well, you can when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you, and you can invite your top choices to apply for your job. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y.